Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. And today I'm gonna to be talking about ways to save money on your overlanding build. I have a new truck now and because I spent a bunch of money on the truck, I'm really, really thinking hard about ways to save money. And it also kind of made me think about other folks in my newbie overlanders group and looking at their builds and the ways that they're being really smart with you know, how they're starting to slowly build up their, their overlanding vehicles. And so I just wanted to go through like three different tips today for things that you can do yourself or ways that you could save money on your overlanding build. So if you're new to overlanding, if you are looking for some really specific basic tips to kind of get into overlanding without spending a million bucks, this will be a great episode for you. So stay tuned for more on that. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro, today I'm talking about ways to save money on your overlanding build, how to do things yourself, how to save money, how to do more uh, simple stuff that you may have considered paying a shop before, but how to do it in an easy and inexpensive way on your own build. So let me start by talking about the first section of this podcast slash video, which is going to be what not to modify, right? Like I think that it's really hard for a lot of us to see the Instagram pictures and read the articles on Expedition Overland and, you know, watch YouTube videos and things like that and then not come away with that thinking that we need to go spend a million dollars and put 18 packs and 14 max tracks on our vehicles and, you know, full campers in the back and all that sort of thing or get an overlanding trailer. And let's start again by talking about things that you don't really need to modify when it comes to your vehicle. So the things that I try and stay away from, and again, post up in the comments down below if you're on YouTube or if you're in the podcast, jump over to the the YouTube channel or the other channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing, and post up your comments. But um, the things that I personally never touch on my vehicles and don't really modify are things like the engine and transmission, right? So I want max gas mileage. I want max uh, reliability. And I just don't, for overlanding, you don't really need a ton of power, right? Like I love Will Venture to Rome and he's got a 392 Jeep. But let's be hundred percent honest, right? Like you don't necessarily need that big old V8 to go overlanding his six cylinder and his old Jeep did just fine, right? Like, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I'm like, if I'd only had a hundred more horsepower, I wouldn't have gotten stuck there, right? Like it just hasn't really happened. If you are, then you're in a place you probably shouldn't have been in, in the first place, right? So again, Start by thinking about things that you don't need to modify. Think about things that, you know, you want to leave stock for max reliability, like your engine, like your transmission. Other things are going to be cooling system, radiators. Now, if you do start to have some overheating or if you've got an older vehicle, you might add like an additional radiator cooler, those sort of things. If you're if you're actually modifying to increase reliability and decrease strain on the system, that's a different thing, right? But if you're going crazy just to try and get a bunch more power or if you want to tune your truck or if you want to... And again, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. If you want to do that, it's perfectly fine. I'm just trying to find a way for you folks that are newer to say, start by saving a little bit of money and maybe don't worry about getting a colder intake. Don't worry about getting, um, you know, modifications to your engine and transmission that are going to potentially reduce reliability overall for your vehicle. So then second, let's talk about things that are inexpensive and easy to do yourself. So the things that are going to get you the most capable, the quickest, in my opinion, and again, post up below if you disagree with this, are going to be things like... Uh, a, a small lift and some tires, right? So if you're talking about being more capable, getting out and being able to get into more places or explore more places, you need a more capable rig. 
the quickest, easiest way to do that is not to do, you don't need to do a big four or six or eight or 12 inch lift or anything like that. You don't need to build a monster truck. But if you can put like a, in, in the Nissan world, which is what I'm most familiar with, if you can put a one and a half to two and a half inch lift on your vehicle, it's not going to impact your drivetrain. It's not going to impact most of your components. You probably won't need upper control arms for really a very little amount of money. I went with the All Dogs Off-Road RC Killa Kit. It's like a $500 kit. You get new cam bolts so you can adjust your alignment. You get a replacement coil for the front that's taller and a little spacer with that. And then in the rear, you get an Adelief that lifts up the rear like an inch and a half to two and it levels out the rake on the vehicle. But again, none of that stuff stresses the driveline. None of that stuff causes any additional problems that you're gonna have to worry about off-road. It's just a slight little lift that will give you a little bit more clearance to then fit bigger tires. And when you put bigger tires on a vehicle, that's what actually gives you more clearance. So if you are off-road and you're going over things, your lowest point, like your differential usually in the rear of your vehicle, is what's gonna hit first. When you put the lift on the truck, you're actually just separating the body from the wheels, but you're not actually raising your axles, right? Your axles stay in the same place. The body of the truck just comes up a little bit, but that allows you then to put bigger tires on the vehicle, which then actually lifts you up and gets you higher off the ground so that you have better clearance and can access more areas without having to worry about damaging your components underneath of your vehicle. And with a lot of those lifts and things like that, those simple sort of like spacer type lifts or coil lifts, they're actually very easy to install. Even if you're not super mechanically inclined, you know, 15 years ago, I'd never done an oil change on a vehicle. And then I started doing oil changes, started doing brake jobs, taught myself to do some of that, had some good buddies that were really handy in the in the garage and sort of taught me some of that stuff, started doing more. We did some transmission stuff. We replaced a flywheel. Um, you know, I've opened up my diff before and cleaned it out and, and re-greased everything and resealed it when I had a leak. There's, there's little stuff like that that's actually not too bad. And you can watch some YouTube videos and or find a mechanically inclined friend to help you a little bit and get under the vehicle and, and do simple stuff like that. So like with this lift, it, it was super easy. I mean, you basically pull the coilovers off the front, undo the top hat, remove the, the stock coil, put the new coil on, put the top hat back on, down, put down a couple bolts, slap it back on the vehicle, you're done. With the Adelief, it's also pretty simple. Remove the center pin, put in the Adelief, strap it back up and you're good to go. So I mean, it's they're very, very easy modifications to make and very, very easy to do to your vehicle. They don't cost a lot of money, but they will actually get you more clearance and actually change the way that you can off-road and get you to more places that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to get to before. So when thinking about mods that you can make that will immediately make you more capable, you don't necessarily have to worry about big steel bumpers or steel or aluminum armor or those kind of bougie things that make you look cooler. You could just worry about a slight lift and some bigger tires, and that'll get you off-road to more places quicker. Now, the more places that you start to go and the more challenges that you start to sort of face and overcome, the more you are going to want to think about things like armor and stuff like that. But they're not the first step, right? You don't have to have all that stuff before you can go out and take a trip. So then last, let's talk about gear and just general universal stuff. So whether you have a Nissan Frontier, you have whatever kind of vehicle that you're taking out and going overlanding, be very, very focused and intentional with your gear purchases. Again, don't try and build an Instagram rig that is really pretty and has a bunch of stuff that you never use. Think about the stuff that you're going to use. Go on a bunch of trips before you start to buy stuff and really focus in on what you need and what will make your trips better. So again, I mentioned Max Tracks a couple of times. I honestly, I didn't even bring those on my two-week trip to Wyoming. I had recovery straps, I had D-rings, I had things like that in case I got stuck, but I didn't even bring my Max Tracks because, uh, you know, they kind of take up a lot of room. They're kind of hard to bolt on. Yeah, they look cool on the side of the truck, but they weren't actually something that I saw myself actually using on the Wyoming trip, so I didn't bring them. Same goes for Rotopacks, things like that. They're really expensive. 
They're not very useful. They don't hold very much fuel. Again, not trying to slam anyone with Rotopax. They do have their uses. I have a Rotopax for diesel for my diesel heater, which is pretty handy. And it is really nice since I take it on an awful lot to fill my diesel heater to, you know, have that access to it. But they're not something that you need up front. So again, just be focused and intentional with the, the gear that you're going to purchase and it'll save you a bunch of money and time in the long run. And it'll help you build your truck in a smarter way that you're going to get more use out of versus having stuff that looks cool, but you never touch. So again, that was sort of my top three tips for ways to save money and do stuff yourself on your overlanding build. I hope that was helpful for you. If it was and you're on YouTube, click that like button. If you are not already, click the subscribe button. I'd love to have you as a subscriber and I put out content like this every week. Also in the description below will be links to all my other channels. So if you want to come hang out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever, uh, I'd love to have you. If you're on the podcast, come over to YouTube and subscribe over there. If you're on YouTube, check out the podcast. If you drive a lot and you want something to listen to, you can listen to this over there. Um, also in the description below are links to my website where I've got uh, awesome overlanding stickers and patches. So check those out if you're into that kind of thing. And then last but not least, there is my Patreon where we've got a 24-7 Discord and we do a once-a-month Zoom call. We just had it last night and it was a lot of fun. And then also there's the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group, which is totally free to join. Tons of awesome members in it and it's a great place to ask questions if you're newer. So again, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.